What a difference a win makes. That spin home was so much easier thanks to Laird's seven point turnaround comeback victory in UL and Limerick. I have all the talking points. You get two for free and another 24 extra if you sign up to patreon.com forward slash loud and proud and I've also roundups as well from the under 20 horrors under 20 footballers and the ladies how all they got on today but first Oasis so what a hectic 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 day really really busy weekend with four teams out all weekend I, I was only lucky enough to get to see two games out of the four but I've reports from all four games um, and we'll go through them, uh, the other three games at the end. But first, we're going to do the usual. We're going to do a run around, run through flow of the game um, from UL and Limerick. Then we're going to hear from manager Mickey Hart. Then we're going to hear about the talking points. And I'm going to finish with a couple of last week's kind of questions. And then ladies report, hurlers report, and then the under-20s overview as well. But um, yeah, so, like, so where do you start? You start with um, Loud's team. Uh, it was like I I had additional reactions. If if you if you ha- if you are signed up, you'll get the team fairly straight away on the day, and you'll hear kind of my re- initial thoughts on it. And uh, it was it was it was sli- it was slightly more settled than normal. Um, with James Calif starting goals again. Dan Cochran was right full. Bevan Duffy was full back. Donald McKenney left full. Craig Lennon, uh, sorry, wasn't right half. Colin McKeever was right half. Now Sharkey was sent to half and left half was Owen Callan. Tommy Dornan was back in the middle of the field for his first start this season alongside Connor Early. On the right wing was Craig Lennon for his first ever loud start in red and white. On the 40 was Sam Mulroy and the left wing was Kieran Downey again. Liam Jackson personnel switched from right half against Longford to Connor forward against Limerick, he and then in the full forward, the rest of the full forward line was Connor Grimes and Ryan Bournes. So only three changes there from the from the team that played against Longford, and a few other personnel changes. Bevan gets to nod in a full back, and um, with Dermot Campbell um, pulled his hamstring during the week, so he's a massive loss. He's probably gone for the next six, four to six weeks. So he probably that's him gone for the season. Um, and then uh, obviously Colin McKeever comes back into the side and Craig Lennon come, and Tommy Dornan come into the side as well uh, it was it, it was it was a settled team and it was it had it had a purpose it had a, it had an idea of itself and what it wanted to do and it all kind of paid off early doors when Jackson gets the early goal <laughs> it was a really it was a really sharp goal it was really well worked the ball was played in and um, Conor Grimes gives receiving the ball really well flicks it off Tommy Dorn Tommy Dorn a quick hands plays it inside to Liam Jackson for the goal he finished it well roof of the net um, nice sharp decisive finish after two minutes had us a goal up and the game was on in UL um, it was crazy I we, myself and Colin Corrigan travelled down together and literally got out at the Gaelic grounds and <laughs> The for, we walk around the corner and the first steward we met says the game's off the game's off and I'm like oh, yeah, F off what are you on about because we heard there was a pitch inspection for, at 9 o'clock and it passed the pitch inspection at that stage so you're right right we'll hold off as long as we can to travel so it was about 10 o'clock when we left and it's about two and a half hour journey down so the first steward we met he says that <coughs> and then you go into UL oh sorry you go into the Gaelic grounds 
Yeah, have a look around class stadium class like real really would have loved to see the game there and the spectacle really those deep long elongated seats similar to Sample Stadium and uh, went right down the pitch himself to have a look seemingly the referee was there for an age bouncing the ball and it was just thudding into the turf so we thought oh what a wasted journey but no it was turned out that it was going to be in uh, UL so we went made away, made away across the city um, 18 minutes away into Castle Troy in early and North Campus in uh, UL and the pitch is there it's an absolute tough pitch so the game was played there and I've, I've plenty of talking points more on it but um, we got there anyway and like we said Loud just Loud were a little bit late coming out onto the field like they were in the, they were in the pitch a long time before Loud came out and Loud came out I think with half an hour to go say about three minutes three minutes past two they're out in the field doing the warm up and then the game started at half two and Loud was still on the bus when they were over 45 minutes to go to the game so it just showed despite all that the snappy quick short warm up um, and probably the prep work maybe on the bus and all that uh, or in the hotel paid off because Liam Jackson gets that early goal and it just gives us that confidence we push on but to be fair to Limerick the, the wind was slightly favouring them in the first half it was kind of blowing into ourselves where we were in the kind of there was a balcony over it's kind of like a student union or like a, a cafeteria but it was like a bar it was nice and uh, the um, there was a balcony jutting out to one corner to one half of the field where Laird was shooting into the second half and Limerick was shooting into in the first half. Slightly favouring, blown at an angle, but more towards Limerick's goal or into Pete Califf's goal um, in the first half. So James Norton there, wing four gets another score. Um, and then Josh Ryan, big, 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 cumbersome full forward, was it? Um, took a mark after 10 minutes. Both sides kind of feeling each other out. Loud kind of. No, just not fully putting the foot down after the uh, after the bright start. Sam gets a good free then, <coughs> um, makes it one one to two points. Ian Corber comes up the field outside the right boot, really good score, making one one to three. Then Conor Grimes was lively, he gets a score, and Sam arrived follows it up with a class point from long range. Kind of got his got in got his range and kind of figured, you know, I'm gonna have it to go here. Made a one three to three. And then Josh Ryan gets another free, the big full forward. And then Connor Grimes with his left foot, lovely snappy point, running away from goals, just turns and flicks it over the bar. That was his second point at the half. And then we were in the ascendancy and we just didn't push on after that. That was the 31st minute of the first half. And then they hit, three, they hit, they hit four points in a row to end that first half. Um, very disappointing because they kind of took the foot off and heard that we should have pushed on. Ryan gets a mark. He was good at that. He's going to win in marks. Um, Corbett came up the field again. And I think he hand-passed that one over the bar. And then Hugh Burke got a good point as well. He was a good player. He was flagged early on during the week from um, Stephen Keeley. And he lived up to the bill, especially in the second half. And then Ryan gets a 45. Um, <coughs> a player lying down. Hugh Burke lying down, holding the ball from the wind. Such was the conditions. That was the first time they led in the game, right in the stroke of half time. I think that was the 36th minute. They led eight points to one four at half time. And you kind of thought, oh Lord, here we go, same old, same old loud. But they came back out in the second half. Sam hit the 45. And Tommy Doran, he's always good for a point. Um, made it 1 6 to 1 6 to 8, give us the lead again. 
but then it was kind of like a free in the middle of the field but we were all pressed up the field it was taken quickly from Brian Donovan and he plays it over the top and Hugh Bork is battling with um, his marker Donald McKinney to win for to, to get a bit of freedom to shake him off and the ball kind of gets away from him he just pokes it between James Callough's legs really good finish clever finish because goalies try and spread themselves and he kind of knew that as a, the finisher he was he poked it through made a 1-8 to 1-6 kind of laid a kind of shock Buck adds another point he finished in 1-2 that was his last score Conor Grimes still fires back gets a score made a 1-9 to 7 and then they go on hit 3 in a row load of subs coming on um, they kind of losing their way giving away the ball they were fresher um, <coughs> James Norton gets his second Ryan gets another free, gets two frees in a row, gets a brace of frees, and kind of thought, oh, they're gone here, One twelve to 7, Six, um, 60 minutes, less than 10 minutes to go, Just we just keep chipping away, Sam gets a free, gets three frees in a row, then a 45, and the absolute, uh, absolute blizzard descended on us when Sam was hitting those four points, like I mean... Oh, it was horrendous, absolutely horrendous kind of wind, rain, hail, snow, just everything picked up. I actually thought the ref had stopped the game and just let it die there and a pass over. I thought they were going to sneak in nearly a couple of goals. It was that bad. But Sam added his fourth point. I had to change my pens there at this stage um, to make it 1-11 um, to one twelve. And then Casey comes on. He did a good impact off the bench. We'll talk about that in the talking points and uh, he hand-passed the ball over the bar. He had a couple of earlier shots that he kind of missed and, or hit short. This time he punched the ball over the bar and to draw the game one twelve to 12 Then Kieran Downey kicks the, the lead point, I should say. Who caught the ball in the middle of the field? James Calliff. What he was doing out there, I don't know, but he caught He came out, caught the, caught the kick out, sent Loudon away. Sam composed himself. We're very composed down that stretch and then Sam gets the insurance score. 114 to 112, two points winner, seven points in a row with the flurry at the end of that half. And it was a really, really good victory. It was just great comeback victories. A few loud supporters down there that made their voices known. You kind of hear them, and it was kind of an intimate thing. So the loud players would have heard them on the balcony and would have heard them behind the, the loud dugout as well. So it was, it was brilliant. It was an absolute brilliant win, real feel good win. And then, like, what a difference it makes now. I'm going to get into all that in the talking points, but like, just we're looking up now rather than looking down. We have three points out of three games, you know. Point a game is not bad going. It might be enough to push on for promotion or consolidate us in Division 3 for another season. But, um, yeah, really, really good. Really enjoyable win. Really enjoyable win to, to, to actually come back and win. Can you tell me any other good comeback victories? I can't really think of any others at the moment. Um, come back. Obviously, we came back last year against um, Sligo in a tremendous second half but none, none in a kind of flurry that can kind of stick out obviously a temporary couple of years ago uh, but do let me know if you can think of any comeback victories but now we're going to hear from uh, sorry I mentioned the subs there Kieran Bourne came on for uh, his club mate Craig Lennon um, Darren McConnell came on for Tommy Dornan and I think yeah they only made two subs two subs on the day um, but now we're going to hear from the man who made those two subs. It's uh, Mickey Hart. Mickey, uh, hardiest congratulations. Your backs were to the wall conditions. You were, what, five points down to score the last seven points of the game and come away with a victory. It must be very, very pleasing for you. 
Well, it sure is. I mean, I think this has been common. Even over the first two games of the league, there were spells when we were in difficult positions and the boys just fought so hard to get out of them. And, and again today, it looked like it was going to be more of the same. Like We put up a good show, we work hard, but we just don't be able to get over the line. So I think that's, this is such a, a really landmark day for these players where they had to fight so hard for so long and still managed to come out on the right side of things you know so I, I, I did believe that this was coming uh, we, we, you know you don't like when, it's, when the day is postponed when it, when it does the business for you but in the midst of the last two games I saw lots of real good hard graft going on and no small amount of skill so I, I took it all there today to get that and to come from the face of five down and the conditions that were prevailing and how uh, Limerick were on the front foot so much. It's just, it's just a really wonderful victory, all right. But it's only one victory. That's the, that's the very important thing. Well, five points down, and even when you were chipping away, you were missing a few chances. But the lads didn't let their heads drop. They kept going and going. Well, that's that's it all about. You know, it, it, nothing happens, or say winning doesn't happen in straight lines, and you have to get a few, hit a few potholes in the way to doing that. So I think it's just great credit to them that even though things seem to be going against us and seem to be a rub of the green here and a rub of the green there, it was just it was sort of frustrating us to a degree. But they just kept trying, they kept plugging away, and it's not often or not always that you get what you deserve in a game. But I think our boys got what they deserve today. Somebody said when the blizzard came, uh, with about what ten minutes to go, you seem to come back uh, better after that you, you seem to get a bit of momentum maybe after the, the bit of a blizzard well it's, it's like that sometimes we were kind of pegging away at that time and then the blizzard certainly didn't help the situation on because they were under a bit of pressure at that stage but it's just one of those things if you get a bit of momentum going and, and, and you're able to finish that momentum with a score then that's, that's the all important thing and even Sam's kicks to the ground there too and the conditions that prevailed were serious as well because you get those 45s or those long range kicks and, and you don't put them over then you're not, you're not, you're not gaining anything on, on the deficit and that's just the big difference that being able to finish those scores is so important and then the rest of the men chipped in with their scores too which is great we all know what Sam's capable of. Yeah, Casey obviously with the equalising point and Kieran Downey had missed one or two opportunities, but again he kept his head up and got the lead score for you. Yeah, yeah. Kieran goes through a lot of work in, in in this game now, and you know people would know him just as a as an out and out forward who has great pace and, and good going forward but he covers a lot of ground he does a lot of hard work off the ball and that's what makes him even a more complete player than he had been to date I think I think I thought today Mickey maybe you'd agree or disagree I thought you were more attack minded from the start today would that be right? No, I don't think we were very different in what our approach was. You know, it, you have to look at whenever a team, maybe if you were looking at the first two games, for example, when we played Longford last week, it wasn't hard to understand why both teams would have a fair eye on defence. They conceded four goals and we conceded three in the last day out. Well, that's one of the first things you're going to look to try and fix. And to do that, you're not going to be gung-ho football. You've got to be conservative. And uh, maybe that's why the game of Longford seemed too conservative for some people and tell me uh, I know you came down yesterday Mickey and the, the game obviously moved at, la- at a late stage from the Gaelic grounds how much did that disrupt your preparations uh, having come down yesterday and obviously in your heads you were preparing for the game to be at the Gaelic grounds yeah well it was one of those things we were trying to encourage our players to be adaptable you know, to be able to adjust to whatever happens so when those things happen you have to just roll up your sleeves and say well it's not going to be there this is where it's going to be um, so we, we, you know when you know a little bit in advance that it's going to happen, you just you just change change your preparation, you adjust your preparation, and you go for it. And you know it's the same for both teams. And this morning when we woke up, we thought both thought we were playing the Gillick grounds, but by lunchtime one o'clock, 
we knew we weren't playing there, we were playing at a different venue, so I suppose it was more familiar to them than us, but I suppose a field's a field, and a, you know, the conditions are the conditions, and we all had to deal with them. I know one swallow doesn't make a summer, Mickey, but it's your first win on the board, it brings you on to three points, and uh, it's it's certainly a, a better situation than perhaps after the, the Longford game, with only one point on the board, at least now you, you, you're, you're looking, the table's looking a bit better from your point of view. That, that, that's the, the real fact of the matter, that it's only a win, it's only one win, and you know, that on its own won't keep us where we need to be we, we have to continue to be better at what we're doing uh, because what's the use of producing a day like that and a performance like that and then losing your next two or three games it doesn't do much for you it's about building steadily putting the building blocks in place which will give these players the confidence to, to know that they're a very good team and that when they get that bit of confidence and belief in them they can become a much better team were forced into a few switches today. Dermot Campbell picked up an injury. Bevan switching positions as well. But everybody seemed to know what they were about and did the job the way you would have hoped. Well, look, at we did plenty of things well and we made plenty of mistakes. And that's life. And, you know, we have a lot of things that we can work on and correct. But the bottom line was we asked for real commitment. We asked for real energy, real determination. And, and we got all of those things. And, and you can't train that, really. It's a, it's a psychological thing. The players have got to produce that kind of never say day effort and I think they did that today congratulations thanks Mickey no bother yes they did do that today they really showed that order they showed the same order see against Longford but this time they kind of pulled the trigger a lot more efficiently and more aggressively and more decisively um, maybe with the wind at the back maybe just the momentum was going with them and maybe just to a force and issue a little bit more and it was just, it was brilliant. It was brilliant to see. You can hear the Mickey's voice there as well. Like he's, he reckons things are starting to turn. And the way it's gone, we lost the first game, we drew the second game, we won the third game. So it, it always builds and it always improves on the Mickey. He, he figures things out with, with Gavin Devlin and definitely figured a lot out after the last two games and that week break and helping them build up and the run into this game. Obviously, he's lost there with Campbell at full back, but he's still kind of was able to shift the deck around and put Bevan Duffy in there. But um, let's get into the talking points. Um, the first talking point was the uh, the weather, the wind conditions. Um, actually, no, yeah, the wind conditions. Just absolutely, um, oh, it actually it was coming home. I, I, like, I know people might laugh, might have heard this on the radio, myself and Colin. But like I was coming home driving and there was like there's a wind born on my face, um, and face is all like stiff from the actual wind. I was just whipping across the field, um, the rains and then the sun, a blast. The sun would come out. So you had all four seasons, but just in that I mentioned the, in that four in a row score, um, it was just like it was wicked. You couldn't turn and face and see the match. Because you're going to get a smack with hail. So I obviously, the eager that I am and loud and proud that I am, I tried to turn into a couple of times to see the game. And I was, I was just getting pelted with hailstones. I was sore. It was, it was painful to watch loud play, but it was actually really painful. It was literally really painful because you're just torn and you're getting smacked and you couldn't. It was getting in your eyes and it was cutting the face off you. And then you're kind of sh- trying to shield yourself with a book and your notes were getting soggy and the whole lot. But. It just showed the conditions were absolutely woeful, like atrocious. Just could not, like, you, you couldn't explain it and how well the players had to deal with it. It was just unreal the way they had to kind of be focused and, 
shake everything off and not worry about it and stay stay at stay at, at the task at hand chase that lead down get the win secure the ball keep possession find the man in red find the target just skill levels to go and do that was just it was just incredible and maybe that's why we probably had the better skill level skill set players on the field at the time more so than the Limerick Corners who were as they were built big big men big physical units Griffin, Donovan on the 40, Josh Ryan, Peter Nash, smallest player, but he landed Bevan Duffy a massive hit in the middle of the in the middle of the chest. Um Dara Tracy, then the subs they brought on, um Killian Fahey, um uh, Childs and De Bruyne, like big, big men, big unity and Corbett as well. But just we had probably the better skill set as well, and that probably told in the end. But the win and the conditions, I've never seen anything or, or cover the game like it. Just, just, just don't do it, kids. If if you want to think about doing a career in this sort of thing, just don't do it. Talking point number two, the early goal, just really, really good confidence boost massive boost in terms of setting us up and, and giving us a belief in how we play and it, it just a lot of things coming together like Conor Grimes takes that ball quick hands Tommy Dornan's in to prove himself Liam Jackson's playing in a new position inside and it all paid off it all worked it all um, worked off the training ground it all worked for the three lads individually it all worked together as a team they probably worked on it during the, the down time but to have quick hands that is loud. We can do that. Pull together good moves and then get the finish at the end. We have produced goal chances in all the games. We produced more goal chances as well in this game. And like it was just, it was, uh, it was just, it was just really good. And it, it kind of set the tone and gave us a real, a real good, um, a real good setting in the game. You know, it, nothing like an early goal to settle and give you confidence away from home and get get right into the game. And then it allowed us to kind of take a let them get back into the game and let them have the purple patch. You had that kind of confidence and that margin built up, you know. So that was it was just really key, really key for us to to keep that approach and get the score early on and just show that we're a good football team. And Liam Jackson getting a goal up front made him more confident in possession. And Tommy Doran as well getting the start and Conor Grimes as well. I'm going to speak about him later on. What a game he had! But um, yeah, that's the, that's the two talking points. Uh, if you're gonna have to sign up for the the extra twenty four of them, I have twenty four, plenty more talking points um, to come. But um, yeah, do sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud to to hear the rest. I'm really love to have you on board. Even there's gonna be more next week. We're gonna build up to Westmead. I'm gonna have my team. I'm gonna have a guest on, and we're probably gonna have um, the transfer podcast as well, or definitely maybe um, either that or the managerial merry-go-round. Just a couple of managers just left. So what else? Just to finish on um, last week, I I asked a question. Uh, Ryan McAvoy, fullback for Kilku, win Ireland, winning club player. Um, I put it out there. That did he have term affecting connections? I know there's plenty of McAvoy's. We mentioned that last week. The load of McAvoy's out in in, um, ter- in term affecting, but uh, someone said oh, he played out there as a youth. That he's from term affecting, or he he's lived in term affecting. Um, so I'm trying to claim him as you do. Now I know he has played for Darren, but he's a, I claim him, especially now with Darren Campbell out injured, and we could push Bevan out the field. We've got McAvoy in full back, but um, turns out. The connection to Termafekin is, and he, there is a Termafekin connection, but 
he works there. He works in the Termfeck and GA Community Centre for Bayview Contracts. So there you have it. Um, Eugene Judge. No, no, it's not Eugene Judge this year. It's um, Paul Clark, new manager. It's the first job you have to do is go in there and try and get uh, get Ryan McAvoy to sign contract from the Ireland Club Champions to next year's Ireland Club Champions. Um, Sinfekin. So there you have it. That was that was the that was the connection. I knew there was something, but it's terrible the way rumors start and how rumors come about and how there is kind of um, kernel of truth somewhere down the line as well. But um, right, so on to on to today, the ladies. The ladies. We start with the ladies. Their game was changed as well, like the men's, from um, Darver out to Cooley. Um, so the, the there was common girls had an extra probably half an hour onto their trip, all the way out there to to Cooley, to play that the second game in the National League Division Three. Team to start: Una Pearson, Michelle McMahon came in and started. Eilish Hand, a full back. Holly Lamb, Sally left full. Rebecca Carr, Shannon McLaughlin, centre half. Kira Nolan, left half. Eva Halligan, Emma Bourne, middle of the field. Roshan Kavanagh, Kate Flood, Eva Russell, Laura Collins, Neve Rice, and Jenny McCourt in the top of the right. Um, Sarah Moore came on. Kira Woods came on. Uh, Shona Halligan and. Uh, the Hannah Girl come on as well from the uh, Brides. But um, look at, just like I mentioned, Lou getting a good start. It was Russ Common that got the good start. The, um, they kind of, they just kind of, it looked to me reading between the lines that they just had a little bit too much for Lou all day that, that kind of step up. We obviously earmarked that with um, Jack McNamee that Russ Common would be fairly handy coming in, coming in from Connacht. Um, they led they would they led one three to one one at half time. Um they Lou got the goal, the early goal from um Laura Collins. It just didn't we seemingly we didn't get enough possession into the full forward line. I felt if we did, we would have, but they led they led one two to one in the first half water break to got an early goal. I think it was um Laura Fleming. Yeah, Laura Fleming got the goal, but Jenny Higgins was very influential all day. She combined with half back rushing win. Stella Fleming got the goal and then uh, they got a couple of frees as well to push them on. But they did battle back into it. Um, Neve Rice played well too. She collected a Jenny McCourt pass and then uh, she crashed shot off the crossbar. Um, down but not over the line. So that was a big chance there missed. And then they got another score to make it 1-3 to 1-1 at half time. Um, they had a lot of possession, but you're going in a one-one half time is a bit, bit of a kind of a, a blow. To come out the second half, kind of upped it a little bit. Um, Rice set up uh, McCourt this time. McCourt fired over her score, um, and then we, we didn't score for a long time again until the very end, kicking six wides. Um, they get a killer blow. Ashley Hanley, she went. It was I think it was a deflected effort at the point. It looped over in a person, and that made it two-three to one-two. Fleming got a couple more to stretch it more. Then the last ten minutes, Lou just went for it. Um, Kira Woods got the goal. Um, Shona Halligan came off the bench. Sarah Moore, all these fit, strong young players come in and uh, really had an impact. Kira Nolan again, probably Lou's best of form, intercepted the kick out and set up Woods' slotted pass to make it a really, really good grandstand finish. Kay Flood and Rebecca Carr got scores as well. 
got it to a point but then Roscommon just held on had a bit more physicality that's the probably difference in the step up to Division 3 this year and they held on to win um, tight game 2-5 to 2-4 so it all comes down to down next week um, in a, oh, sorry, two weeks time in, in Park Esler will be reporting from that game but hard luck too loud there that was just shows we're not that far away draw last week and then a one point loss this week when they had chances but uh, they're still learning on their feet still a young side and Lauren Boyle still uh, unavailable also and it's other players getting their minutes and getting their uh, getting their experience built up as well and look at it's, it's all building it's all building so I wouldn't be too disheartened by that loss especially with the the late change of pitch and all that as well so it can be detrimental <laughs> the other way then you look at the layered hurlers they had a, on the 20 hurlers they had a massive win today absolutely just when I seen the score come in geez, it, 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 it was massive see them win one thirteen to 1-1 one, one. and especially the players and that you know um, they play Wicklow next the tour of March and on Wednesday night but um, they were always a short you know for Manna the Aaron Siders had no real answer to the tenacity of the tackling of the boys Aaron McGuinness Aaron Smith uh, Aaron McGuinness Smith sorry I should say at, at the back and then Jules Starr mentioned, I'll mention under 20 footballer shortly Fionn Komoski was brilliant again like brilliant these boys Tom matches as well to get 7 points these boys are dual players like putting it in really putting it in the starting team was Josh Morta from the Feckins and Goals Aaron McGuinness Smith and then Aaron Smith and the other corner from Mark Rangers. Connor White from Menina was full back. Cameron Maher, right half, another dual player. Sean McGill, Nave Menina. Zach Lennon, the Feckins. Luke Matthews, Feckins. And then Evan Maher, midfield for the under 20 footballers and under 20 hurlers. On the right wing, Fionn Komsky from Menina. Connor Murphy, son of John's, under 40, got three points. Kieran Walsh got a point as well from Menina. Sam Phelan from Menina. And Tom Matches in a full forward, got seven points. Five frees and Aidan O'Brien, the other corner. Paddy Whirley, come on. Jack Mulverhill, Keelan Maher, come on. And Tierney McKenna Bourne also come on. But um, yeah, again, just a, a, they cope better with the atrocious, well, uh, at- atrocious kind of conditions. And uh, I think three of that starting team are are ineligible next year. So there's really young squad again, similar to the footballers as well. And then Sam Fiennes only sixteen was very lively as well. So that's a great boost there and really good win. And um, hopefully they can go on and win that development league because they play. And I know they, I mentioned Wicklow, but they also have um, Cavan as the other team as well. So plenty, plenty, plenty there for them to go for for Brian Brian Brady's team. Um, but yeah in the challenging Derby conditions but um, yeah so credit to them putting it in for the county and getting a win big win 113 to 1-1 um, so plenty to work on uh, there as well because only winning by 12 points no money joking no it's a brilliant win absolutely brilliant um, really proud of them to do that and put it in put it in on a, on a Sunday in, in Darver you know especially when like all the glory goes to the footballers in this county those boys went in and put on the red and white jersey and did themselves proud uh, and probably will get silverware hopefully as well the footballers under 20 footballers on Sunday on, on Saturday afternoon um, look at game of two halves um, win kind of cross field win again adapting to it and adapting to the conditions and getting men behind the ball this is just the way the time of year the way football goes 
Um, the starting team from Loud was I, I did a podcast. You might want to know who's on all the, who's the entire panel. I have that under twenty squad pod that was out on Friday. You can sign up and hear that. In the goals was Josh Finley from the Kevins. He's a good game actually. Ronan McBride from Curly right full. Peter Lynch from the Roach Emmets full back. Park McKenney left full from RD. James McDonald another Roachman. Been on Corrigan the Geraldine centre half back and Keane Sands with Nave Martin left half back. Owen Hacker from the Feckins partnered Evan Maher from uh, the Kevins. We mentioned him from the Loud Hor- under twenty horrors. Liam Flynn from Maddox Rangers. Brian Brady son of Brian Brady's from Kilcarely on the 40 Kieran McCard left half forward from the Brides Sean Reynolds in the corner coming out from Stabannon on his home pitch um, he played he played well again got a lovely point Dylan McKeown from the Gales got 1-3 and Carl Gillespie got 4 points in the corner from RD he got uh, 3 frees Ben Collier came in for from the Joes came in for Sands Cameron Maher came in for Collier then and uh, from the Kevins Shane Hapney from Hunterstown Rovers coming in from Evan Maher Killian Taft from Hunterstown Rovers coming in from Flynn Daniel Riley from the Rattles coming in from Hacken and there's other players to come back into that the likes of Harry Butterley um, Colin McCall Kyle McElroy all injured um, they'll come back and there's another player I'm trying to think of um Hulan, Mark Hulan as well I think he was kind of struggling with an injury as well he'll come into that defence as well from the Feckins but uh, really good performance like you know Earmark beforehand that they were beaten by Armagh quite convincingly that it was going to be a tough ass they've gone young this year and look at you're going to develop those young players but they look like they were able to step up and, and, and uh, be able to perform and they did the weekend but um, Down just showed that a little bit more craft in the second half. They won one six, louder leading one six to five, and then again the win they scored. They scored one uh, one seven, was it? Yeah, they scored one seven to Louds four points in the second half. They failed to get the shots off and missed freeze in the second half. They only scored four points in the second half for freeze, but it just shows they got they got more scores when they're again the wind they got five as opposed to air four and then they got more than they did it with the win they got one seven and we only got one six just just the difference in the in those in those teams at that level um our goal came about um Dylan McKeown got it uh, Owen Hackett intercepts the go- goalkeeper um Aaron Mordock he pushed up the field and crossfield pass it was cut out by Hackett Fed McKeown. McKeown led the line very well. Like he's he's an established senior footballer now at this stage. You know, like he's uh, he's leading the light. He's he's leading light for the, the Gales up front. And look, there's plenty to work on. Like you know, it's just that little bit of craft. Probably just with down football, it would be more used to playing though, that kind of that backs again the wall finding space um, in terms of defensive football if you've seen Kilku like you know that's just the way they play across the board up there and to be more clever more more snappier with the decision making but like Loud by no means can say they were, they were completely outplayed or anything like absolutely not they just failed to kind of win, get a bit of pressure win the first possession in the middle of the field where it be it breaking balls or or first hand possession and that kind of wore them down in the second half. Obviously, you're throwing in subs and that as well. But just down had that little bit more craft and then got a goal. Good player in the 40 for them as well. Um, savage chap. I was impressed as well with Patrick McCarthy. sent the half. Um, they just torn the screw. 
just torn the screw and they just couldn't get that kind of score and flow in the second half and to me it's a promising performance I know despite the result three point loss to down got to the one the Ulster last year got to the All-Ireland semi-final I think eight or nine of that team is still about in that panel you know so they've also gone young too uh, look it's, they're going to go on and on and on for the next couple of weeks in that in that development competition they have Tyrone and Antrim as well so they'll be all building it look to me it's about building and like to be playing those quality of games not a challenge match is usually the going on the challenge circuit and everyone gets thrown on there was a bit of a, there was a good crowd not a bit of a crowd Mr. Man. there was a good crowd down there watching them so that'll help the players you know help them develop and uh, two last three of last year's minors playing in the forwards as well shows the youth and the, like they're going to be really developed come their age as well don't don't forget that factor but yeah playing at that level playing a good quality team highly organised um, winning had a chance to win that game and didn't they'll work on that and go and pu- push on further ahead uh, looking for the championship so yeah no I would be overall pleased kickouts went okay um, the defence was really good I was very impressed like I don't know, maybe I'm showing my age, but like young lads today taking short kickouts and being like under serious pressure, and then like being being comfortable in that pressure and and, and working the ball out the field so well. Like some McBride and Peter Lynch, especially taking it up from full back line. Not for me. I wouldn't be able to do it. Like a lad up your arse pushing you back in towards your facing your own goal, and then you can't hand it back to the goalie as well from the kicker. Thought we worked well. It just shows the skill set is growing and growing and growing and building. Uh, being on Corrigan as well he kicked a really good point um, Sean Reynolds as well outside the right boot as well but um, yeah definitely more and nice to keep an eye on that team ahead of the championship in the next couple of weeks in that development league Leo, Mur- Leo Murphy Cup to give it give the down man the respect he deserved um, so that's it thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast we'll be going through it all uh, all the Westmead build up during the week like I said um, and we'll have another podcast as well you, you had four podcasts this week so 25 cent a podcast do sign up it's well worth the money it's nowhere else would you hear this stuff you get educated you get informed you get involved and you get uh, entertained you get to have the crack and you, you know it's it's. Uh, I don't know where else you get it but um, I love doing it and I'm, I'm delighted to be doing it as well um, thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast I will talk to you during the week and if not I'll talk to you again on Sunday night so that's the loud and proud what a difference a win makes all them talking points we're looking up now as opposed to looking down bring it on thanks very much good luck bye bye